Hey guys, welcome to this mini episode of Slashic Horror. In case you don't know me, I am your host, Leroy Cross James. And today, I want to talk about a film that I'm quite passionate about. Um, It's a film that I absolutely love. Um, But it's a film that doesn't get nearly enough attention. It's started to now, um, over the past couple of years. And it's a sequel. And it's the sequel to Fright Night, Fright Night Part 2. So, this film was released in 1988 three years after the first movie, um, and then it was released internationally in 1989. And Friday Night was directed by writer, director, editor, and production designer Tommy Lee Wallace, who famously worked on Halloween with John Carpenter, and later went on to direct Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, as well as the TV series of Stephen King's It. So, William Ragsdale... And Roddy McDowell return as their characters, Charlie Brewster and the amazing uh, fearless vampire killer, Peter Vincent. But also returning, most importantly, is Brad Fidel, who composed the music in the first film. Because uh, he composes the sexiest piece of music in any horror film I've ever heard, uh, called Come To Me. And there's multiple versions of it in the first film and also in this film. So Fright Night 2 follows the events of um, Fright Night 1, where Charlie is now at college, and through therapy he has come to the conclusion that he imagined Jerry Dandridge to be a vampire, and concludes that he was in fact a serial killer. So he's still friends with Peter Vincent, the horror host of the late night show Fright Night, and Charlie has a new girlfriend called Alex, and one night while they're having dinner with Peter Vincent, Charlie sees crates being loaded out the back of a truck. Hmm. Very familiar. Um, and it's these familiar ideas that start staring around in Charlie's head. He then sees a beautiful woman called Regine and her entourage making their way into the building. Charlie starts fantasising about Regine and dreaming about her visiting him in his dorm room where she turns into a vampire and bites him. So, later on... Charlie sees his roommate, Richie, get into Regime's limo and follows them to her apartment building where he witnesses Richie and her silent sidekick, Belle, feeding from him. It is indeed happening again. With the help of Peter Vincent, Charlie crashes the party and sees Richie has no bite marks on him. Later, Regime dances with Charlie, showing her vampire form, which she disguises as performance art. Satisfied that Regime isn't a vampire and remembering that he stood up his girlfriend, Charlie leaves, whereas Peter sees Regime's reflection in the mirror. Regime pursues him and reveals that she is the sister of Jerry Dandridge and she wants revenge on Charlie and Peter for what they did to him. Ooh. So, in terms of the plot of this film, I think that it's a worthy successor to the original Fright Night. The music's spot on. The characters in this are cool as fuck, um, especially Regine and Belle. Um, I mean, Belle is like this androgynous, silent sidekick to Regine, but they were played by Russell Clark, who helped choreograph the other vampire, or rather the other monster's characters move, character movement, and just their presence in the film... I think with the what the wild hair and the rollerblades, I think it's something that fans of the sequel really remember. Um, they just they make an impact in this film, and they don't even have to say a word. 
But that being said as well, Regime as as a antagonist and the, the main vampire in this, I think that she doesn't receive enough credit. Um, don't get me wrong, I love Jerry Dandridge. And in fact, I even released um, an article called uh, Finding My Identity in Horror with Horror Oasis um, last year. And part of that was me discovering my sexuality and that was partly down to some horror movie characters and Jerry Dandridge was one that I mentioned. But I've always been more invested in Regime as a character and I, I think it's just down to the way that Julie Carbon portrays Regime and her character movements, everything about her is just phenomenal. Well, speaking of Regime, and also playing on the last episode of Slash Horror where I talked about Elvira, Julie Carmen originally wasn't interested in playing Regime because, quote, she was nothing more than an Elvira imitation, and that's what she said to Fangoria in August 1988. But she also said in the same interview after the revisions of the script, she started to compare her as a cross between Tina Turner and um, Catherine Denevere from The Hunger, and... She just studied as many vampire films as she could to perfect the character, um, even the first Fright Night and a lot of Bella Lugosi movies. And the original idea for this, uh, for the sequel, was that they were going to bring back Evil Ed and Amy from the first movie, but uh, Amanda Bess turned it down because she was filming Married with Children and Stephen Jeffries was filming Robert Englund's 976 Evil. So instead they brought in John Grise, um, who plays Louis, and he plays the werewolf in the film. And interestingly enough, he also played the Wolfman in The Monster Squad too, so he has that history of playing a werewolf. Um, he's definitely perfect as a, a werewolf character, you can totally tell and totally see that he's really into playing werewolves, but yeah, he's also a character I really love in this film, and again, he doesn't get enough credit for the role he plays in, in Fright Night 2. The film was poorly received by critics, and the movie only saw a limited release um, in theatres, internationally too, in 1989, and the, the box office gross was next to nothing. It was, it didn't even make back most of its budget. And I think what also contributed to the poor release and the lack of distribution and lack of promotion was that the head of New Century Vista, Josie Mon, uh, Josie. Josie Mendez was um, killed famously by his two sons, Lyle and Eric, and this obviously put the company of New Century Vista into crisis, and that led to a lack of marketing, lack of, lack of promotion, and uh, I think there's even issues with rights around this film now, and that's why it ended up just being quietly released onto VHS later on. I mean, in the UK, the movie is basically non-existent in terms of physical media. It doesn't have a DVD release or a Blu-ray release, and it's re it was rarely talked about up until about five years ago, really. Um, I was surprised when the remake came out that they didn't re-release Friday Night Part 2, but like I said, I think it's due to it being tied up in some rights issues, and, you know, it just it's a shame, really, but... I was hoping that would be the case when the remake came about. And my first time seeing Fright Night Part 2, and this this goes for the original too, actually. It came from it airing on the Sci-Fi Channel when I was a kid, and it was this double feature, because they used to share, show a lot of horror films on Sci-Fi late at night, and 
my parents used to record them on tape for me, and I used to watch the tape constantly, because as much as I, like I said, as much as I love Fright Night for its queer-coded characters, I was always more invested in the sequel, so I used to watch the sequel quite a lot. And, of course, nowadays it's reached that cult status, and thanks to social media and the internet, it does receive the love that it deserves, um, more so than it did five, maybe even ten years ago, um, to be honest. The issue now is that unless you buy a bootleg or there's a Spanish import of the DVD or Blu-ray or you have the original VHS, which for some reason, and I don't know how, I'd still do somewhere, um, it's hard to track down any physical media of Fright Night 2 and it doesn't appear on any streaming sites like ever. Like I think it briefly appeared on Prime in the US in 2018, but for the UK it's still a massive rarity and... I imagine it probably is in the US as well, to be honest. Like, having a look around and researching it, that seems to be the case. But if you're interested in Friday Night 2 in general, it's worth Googling um, the issues around around the distribution. Um, Bloody Disgusting did a good, uh, good article on it recently, and there was another website where I read a good article about it. So it's worth Googling, for sure. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this little mini episode of me having a little talk about Fright Night Part 2. And I will see you on the next episode of Slashic Horror.